humanity. Spots are limited. To register, go to runwolfcreekwrangle.com. This race is brought to you by Fremont Toyota of Sheridan and sponsored in part by Sheridan Media and Sheridan County Travel and Tourism. This week on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, Cowboy fans, I am the conduit for your frustration. I let it all out on the Cowboys in this episode after a very disappointing loss at the hands of Illinois. We also talk about some other Week 1 college football matchups as Week 0 has passed us, as well as some other news and notes across the sports world. The Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast on SheridanMedia.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Cowboy football is back at War Memorial Stadium on Saturday, September 3rd for the home opener against Tulsa. Kickoff is set for 1.30 p.m., so be sure to arrive early on game day for all the free game festivities. The first 5,000 fans in attendance will receive a free Dave Walsh and Kevin McKinney bobblehead, courtesy of Unawild Credit Union. Get your tickets today at GoWild.com or call 307-766-7220. We'll see you at War Memorial Stadium on September 3rd as the Cowboys take on Tulsa. At Sheridan Funeral Home and Cremation Services, we do our very best to provide service that is delivered with compassion and professionalism, making the hardest of times a little easier as we guide you through the necessary planning and detail. You can trust Kimberly and Carrie to guide you through the arrangements to create a meaningful ceremony to honor the life of your loved one. Taking care of your loved ones with respect and dignity is our ministry here at Sheridan Funeral Home in Sheridan. Hey there, this is Jessica Madden from Impact 307 inviting you to apply for the Sheridan Startup Challenge. Whether your idea is a concept or you're in the early stages of entrepreneurship, you have nothing to lose by applying, but you could gain a share of $100,000 toward making your dream a reality. The application is free, simple, and confidential. Apply at impact307.org by September 19th. We've helped launch over 225 startups in Wyoming. Why not yours? Call 675-1939 with any questions. Are you ready for a new career? Your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette is in search of crew members and shift managers. Owner, Larry Storo. Bob, one of the many benefits of working for McDonald's is our tuition assistance programs. You can earn a college degree through Colorado Technical University with 100% of your tuition covered. Or you can earn up to $3,000 in tuition assistance for Sheridan College or the University of Wyoming. Come in and we'll explain all the details. If you need your high school diploma, McDonald's will assist with that as well. Join the McDonald's team today. McDonald's working to brighten your future. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by Eliason Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. I am Floyd Whiting, and today is International Overdose Day. This is the world's annual campaign to end overdose, to remember, without stigma, those who've died, and acknowledge the grief of the family and the friends that have been left behind. It also gives us an opportunity to create some conversations around overdose, and the causes and the effects of those trying to slow this tide. So this morning I am joined by Sheridan VA Healthcare System Pharmacist and Manager of the VA Pain Management, Dr. Megan Zeigler? Yes. Zeigler, I got it right. All right. And, and Pharmacy Chief, Dr. Kelly Moran. 
as well as Kristen Miller, VA Public Affairs Officer. Good morning, ladies, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Good morning. Floyd. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Now, uh, first, we're going we're, we're gonna to get to know you just a little bit. I'll start with you, Dr. Moran. How long have you been out at the VA here in Sheridan? I have actually been at the VA for a little over eight years. Oh, so you've been out there quite a while. Has it always been pharmacy, something having to do with the drugs out there? Yes. We, um, but most recently, probably about um, four years ago, is when we really started to take more action against um, overdose yeah. and awareness. Yeah, is that when you guys started seeing numbers increase, uh, kind of the negative aspects of, of pharmacy, I guess you could say. Exactly. Yeah. And so as we, um, as we see increases in opioid use um, and um, probably, you know, obviously some of those adverse effects from those is when we started to, the VA and as a whole actually started to take action. Dr. Zeigler, how long have you been out there? I have been at the VA for six years now. Six years? Six years. And has it's all been pharmacy? Yes, pharmacy and actually pain management has been pretty much the whole time I've been there. So. You'll have to forgive my, my ignorance when it comes to this, but usually when you go into pharmacy to become a, that's what you do, right? Like you're not also a medical doctor on the side. No. Okay, this is a very specialized yep. uh, practice yes. to get into. Now, why did you choose pharmacy, Dr. Moran? Um, well, I chose pharmacy. Um, I love chemistry, and so the nerd part of me was really interested in pharmaceuticals and how they worked, and so it just seemed like a good fit. Um, I've been in pharmacy for 26 years, so um, so it's it's been a while, and it's been amazing of what um, pharmacy and pharmacists have been able to do yeah. over that time period. Yeah, and in 26 years, we've come a long way, haven't yeah. we? You've seen a lot of bad things happen in that time, though, yes. as well. Uh, and, and now, uh, Dr. Zeigler, um, why did you choose this as a career? Actually, very similar to Dr. Moran. I liked chemistry and the sciences, and um, I was lucky enough in high school to get to do an internship in a pharmacy, oh, wow. and just kind of from there, I was sold. You so. were bitten by the bug. Yeah. It? Now, during your training, school or otherwise, how much attention is paid? And I'll start over here with you, Dr. Moran. How much attention is paid to overdose when we are going through these trainings, when we are just up at college, university, whatever it is? So obviously 26 years ago, there was... A different, yeah. It, it, yeah. There was none um, in regards to um, discussing overdose. Um, so it has changed a lot um, over the years. Um, I can tell you, um, we actually have a pharmacy residency program at the Sheridan VA, and we spend um, a lot of time um, discussing pain management, safe, um, safe pain management, making sure that we reduce risk um, with medications and really talk about overdose and making sure that veterans have the information um, to take their medication safely. But 26 years ago, going through college, there was never, it wasn't really addressed. No. They didn't even take like a week out of all of that and say, well, of you know what? Of course, that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But I, I, 
as I searched my memory, we didn't really, yeah, it was not Nothing a topic up. that we discussed. Wow. And I think, too, um, really um, addiction wasn't discussed a lot as well. And I think that that, um, you know, now that we know more about addic- addiction and that it's a disease, um, just a chronic disease that, you know, we are starting to learn more about it and how to treat that. And and I think, you know, 26 years ago, uh, when we thought about an addict, we thought about, uh, say, like the heroin addict under the bridge, the cocaine addict down the street. We didn't think about mom's addicted to her pain pills and someone needs to say something. Uh, I've got a very close friend, a housewife. Um, you know, she did hair and, and she became addicted to her, she had a head injury mm-hmm. and she became addicted to her pain meds. Uh, it wasn't something that she planned on. It wasn't something that she just let get away. It just happened. And the next thing she knew, she had a very drastic problem. Uh, Dr. Zeigler, when you went through, uh, your training, had that evolved at all in that time frame? You know, I can't really actually remember having any specific discussions on even addiction. I would think where it came in more would be is, um, you know, we obviously have some medications now that can help with certain addictions. Um, So it probably came in more from just talking about those medications um, versus kind of its own um, topic. And that was, you know, I graduated pharmacy school about six years ago. So even, you know, more recently, and it still wasn't a huge, you know, topic in pharmacy school. It just blows my mind that you, my pharmacist, essentially you are my pharmacist. Mm -hmm. This isn't something that's taught to my doctors who manage my pain meds. And that just kind of, it just kind of blows my mind. Uh, because, you know, it, it, later on, I'm sure, you got training on your own. How do mm-hmm. I identify addiction? How do I, you know, when that person comes up to the window, do I really want to give them this? Uh, do they really need this one? Can I help them out somehow? I'll, you know, I'm, and, and I'm glad that you got that on your own. But to think that that is not being taught at the university level, uh, just it just kind of shocks me. It kind of leaves me a, a little verklempt. Um, we, we know that most of these overdoses are being caused by a form of opioid, correct? Correct. So that's, that's really, uh, the drug root of the, of the problem. Yes. Uh, Opioids. Now, Dr. Moran, what is an opioid? Let's break this down all the way to the root. What is an opioid? So an opioid is typically a medication to treat pain. So um, medications could be morphine, oxycodone, hydrocodone, fentanyl, which is kind of big in the news, right? So those are all opioids, and they work in our body to kind of um, treat pain. But it also gives you, you know, those different highs and, and makes you feel kind of a euphoria sometimes. So... <clears throat> when we're when we're discussing opioids, and I'm I'm sorry I'm getting a little off topic here. It's just my common curiosity hits me in the head. When we're discussing these, that that feeling of euphoria. Do you guys consider that a side effect? Yeah. Of that drug that is not doing what 
It's it's really intended to do. It's just a side effect of that. It is a side effect. So a lot of, you know, the side effects that we see from opioids are expected. Um, you know, they kind of come along, I guess, with the pain benefit from that. So yeah. they're kind of a package deal a lot of times. So Now I'm going to get a little scientific on you. It, those receptors uh, within our within our brains that cause pain does the opioid fill those up so that the other sensations from the nerves can't reach that receptor? Is that how that works? Yeah, so I kind of equate opioids almost to like band-aids. So they, they kind of put a band-aid on the problem. And so what they're doing is they're binding to their opioid receptors in the brain. And what they're doing is they're just blocking the pain signals, you know, from the site of injury, from traveling to the brain so that your brain isn't able to recognize it as pain. Okay. And and we just haven't come up with a drug as of yet that can do that without making me feel high. From an opioid standpoint, um, we do have some more favorable opioids. Um, so buprenorphine products, um, which is what's in Suboxone. Um, but there's other buprenorphine products that are just approved for pain. Um, they cause a lot less euphoria, which is why they've come into more favor when we're treating that. We also have a lot of non-opioid medication options that can treat pain that have come more into favor over um, probably the last 10 years or so as we've identified kind of the long-term issues that we have going on with opioids. And, oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, Floyd. I, I, no, no, please. I, you know, and, and I didn't um, think about this beforehand, but one of the other things um, is that our pharmacy folks are part of a team for um, along with other pain management-focused folks like our mm-hmm. um, uh, PM&R, our pain management and rehabilitation team, which includes physical therapy, occupational therapy, mm-hmm. um, battlefield acupuncture. So that's an important part of this picture of addressing pain things, too, that maybe they could weigh in on. Yeah, yeah. And and, and when it comes to pain management, um, you know, I don't want to talk on, on some of the things that I've heard my fellow vets, you know, kind of complain about. Um, I can only go off of my own experience. I, I suffered an injury, um, and, and I opted for physical therapy. I knew it would hurt a lot more, but it helped. Mm-hmm. Um, up there at the Sheridan VA, I, 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 ha- I tend to have an addictive personality. I'm a recovering alcoholic, so I try my best to stay away from anything like that, uh, just believing that I might be more susceptible to it. So if I were to come to you in a chronic pain, I have a team that will make those decisions up there, right? And Correct. How, how do you do that? Um, so I can speak on that. So we have several different ways. So we have what's called our interdisciplinary pain team. Um, so as Christina mentioned, that consists of, we have a nurse practitioner that specializes in pain management, um, myself as the pharmacist, um, a pain psychologist, and then a physical therapist. And so we actually will all see the patient Um, in appointments, kind of evaluate them all from our own specialties. And then we meet as a team to come up with various recommendations that we have to treat their pain. And then after that, um, 
all of us have our own clinics. So we have myself and another pain pharmacist. Um, and so we're able to follow up with patients um, from the medication side of that um, and really work on, you know, titrating medications, starting new medications um, that we feel would benefit them. And on the same side, you know, up in our PM&R clinic, you know, they can do certain types of injections. We have certain types of non-medication treatment options like alpha-stim, battlefield acupuncture. Um, and then our physical therapist and our psychologist can also follow up with patients from those specialties as well. So it really kind of becomes a team approach and almost like a whole health type of approach to target pain. And all of this revolves around the idea that we're trying to get rid of that Band-Aid. Yep. We're, we're, we're looking to solve a problem. Yep. We don't want to just gloss over it for today and move on. Because in a week, four weeks, you know, I don't know how long it takes addiction to really set. But once it's set, now we have a bigger issue. Uh, so Sometimes it just takes five days. Really? So, as, yeah, short, as short as five, a working be, week? Mm -hmm. Yeah. My goodness. I, yeah, so, I mean, and it is, a, you know, obviously there are times when patients need opioids, but we really need to try to limit those new starts um, for very short periods of time. Yeah. Get them into physical therapy or other um, avenues to treat their pain. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's, it's crazy to think that within five days your brain chemistry can because that's what's happening, right? When yeah. it comes to addiction, when we look at addiction from a medical point of view, mm -hmm. we're changing the chemistry of our brain. Mm -hmm. And then once that's changed, do we ever get back from that? I mean, I think you can get to kind of a new normal and kind of regulate it. Um, you, I mean, you see a lot of people that, you know, maybe were addicted to opioids at one point or another that are, you know, in recovery for the rest of their lives. What I will say is that any time down the road that they, you know, may have a surgery or something like that and need opioids, I mean, it puts them at higher risk oh. of, you know, relapsing. And so it's definitely something that needs to be done with caution and highly monitored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something I didn't even think of. You know, later on in life when I need a surgery, you're going to have to face that again, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with with my addiction. I'm not going to go in for surgery. They bust open a fifth or whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> here, take a swig, Floyd, you know, maybe in the Civil War, but uh, we've come a, a long <laughs> way from that. Now, w when it comes to these ODs, these these overdoses, are most of these that we're seeing needle deaths or are these uh, other administrations of the drug? Uh, because we've got like pill form, we've got needles, uh, people can smoke various things. What are we seeing the most of that you know of? I mean, I would say a lot probably start with pills. I mean, a lot of times what you might see is that when um, patients maybe don't have access to the pills anymore, then it, you know, can turn to other forms. Yeah. Um, but I would say from the opioid perspective, I mean, a lot of that starts with pills and, you know, maybe someone was placed on it following a surgery and what was intended to be a short time. But like Dr. Moran said, it can take as short as five days. And so um, I think a lot of times, like I said, they start as pills and, you know, they may turn into something else. But. And now I'm not getting the pills, but I know a guy who knows a guy, mm -hmm. right? And now I've got a very serious issue. 
Uh, ladies, I've got to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we're going to pick up right where we left off when we return. We'll continue with the Sheridan VA healthcare system. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. and financial money management isn't just about dollars and cents it's about dreams and opportunities and more importantly family we'll take time to get to know you then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard just like you to learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you visit eliason financial online or call 307-672-3010 securities offered through royal alliance associates inc member finra sipc Now's the time to start those projects you've been dreaming about. Excavation, landscaping, or home improvement. Wagner Ranch Services has the materials. Wagner Ranch Services carries many types of gravel, scoria, topsoil, and landscaping products. Check out Wagner's landscaping display where you can view a variety of landscaping materials that can be picked up from the yard or delivered. Wagner Ranch Services, 13 Industrial Lane, 307-752-2787. Open Monday through Friday from 7 to 5. Hey there, this is Jessica Madden from Impact 307 inviting you to apply for the Sheridan Startup Challenge. Whether your idea is a concept or you're in the early stages of entrepreneurship, you have nothing to lose by applying, but you could gain a share of $100,000 toward making your dream a reality. The application is free, simple, and confidential. Apply at impact307.org by September 19th. We've helped launch over 225 startups in Wyoming. Why not yours? Call 675-1939 with any questions. Remember when your dad used to yell through the bathroom door? Hey in there, did you fall in? Well, if you actually did fall in, then you might need the calming, health-giving effects you can only get from the health nut. Aisle after aisle of supplements, vitamins and minerals, an all-natural soup, salad, and smoothie bar, as well as a health food grocery and gift shop. So get good with the world. Be happy when you get healthy. And that starts at the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Lotto fever hit again the other day, and the old saying goes, you got to be in it to win. Hi, this is Brad at Prime Rate Motors, where your chances to be a good deal winner are 100%, not 1 in 25 million. Stop in and let us show you a vehicle that fits your lifestyle from our wide selection of certified and used cars, trucks, and SUVs from leading brands like Ford, Chevrolet, Honda, and more, creating a hassle-free experience where your needs come first. Prime Rate Motors and Super Trailer Store, 2305 Coffee Avenue, in Sheridan. It started out as free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real. It may be happening to you. It ended up being a lot every month. These are the voices of frustration. I pay for streaming video, then the cloud storage, then streaming audio. Where does it end? This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope for millions of people. There's radio. Radio? Radio with zero down and zero per month. Radio delivers all the news, music, and entertainment you want when you want it for free. No usernames, passwords, or Wi-Fi connection required. Here's my card number. It's 7354. Shh. 
Don't speak. When you listen to a Sheridan Media radio station, you'll never need that. This is so wonderful. <laughs> yes, it is. The cure for nickel and diming syndrome. I could use a hug. <laughs> it's radio. No subscription required. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. This morning I'm speaking with VA Healthcare System pharmacist and manager of the VA Pain Management, Dr. Megan Zeigler, and pharmacy chief, Dr. Kelly Moran. Folks, if you didn't know, today is International Overdose Day. This is the world's annual campaign to end overdose, to remember, without a stigma, those who have died from overdose and acknowledge the grief of the family and the friends that they have left behind. This day also affords us an opportunity to talk about overdose and what we can do about it before it happens. Uh, We've been having a conversation on opioids and uh, the effects that that is having in our community. And I'm, I'm lucky enough to be joined by two ladies who really know their stuff when it comes to this. And I greatly appreciate both of you taking time to come talk to us about this. Uh, you know, I'm always telling everybody, if you want to know, go talk to an expert. And I feel very lucky uh, that I have both of you here. How often do we see patients OD on prescribed Medication. So the pills that you and I were talking about earlier, Doc, how often are we seeing people OD on that? It's definitely becoming much more prevalent, and I think that's been kind of one of the biggest stigmas all along is that this medication's prescribed to me. I take it as prescribed. I'm not going to have any issues, and unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, when the opioids build up in your system to a point where your body can't clear them, which is different for everybody, and different factors can change that throughout your life. So as you age, um, an acute illness, just like a respiratory infection, something like food poisoning, anything that kind of alters, you know, your body acutely, all of a sudden you may have been taking that for 15 years, same dose, no issues, and all of a sudden now your body can't clear it. And it builds up, and when it builds up, it shuts down your breathing. And wow! So, so uh, what is happening? Let's 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 go there. When an OD occurs, what is happening there? Yeah, I mean, the basics of what's happening is that you know you're having it; it's building up in your system. Your body's not clearing it out, and that's the biggest risks with opioids: is that when your body can't clear it it literally shuts down your breathing. It causes what we call respiratory depression, and that's that's where the deaths occur is because the patient is no longer breathing. And this is literally, I mean, you're kind of almost in an unconscious state mm-hmm. at the point that this happens, right? So it's Correct. not like they can sit up and they know what's what's going on. Yeah, no. So usually it's a family member or friend that's going to find them in that state. Um, sometimes, and where the biggest risk comes is, You know, when you're awake during the day, you usually can know if your breathing's starting to shallow a bit and recognize it. But when you go to sleep at night, your body, you know, takes over that automatically. And so that's where the biggest risk comes in is when, you know, you're not conscious to realize that something's happening. They're laying down thinking, I'm just going to sleep this one off. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they've gotten so so high that they're passing out. Yes. And then 
it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just absolutely horrible. Is this a growing problem among Wyoming veterans? Um, it is, actually. I think that um, statistic-wise, this past year, there, it was an increase of 11% of wow. drug overdose deaths. Um, from February of 2021 to February of 2022. So 11%. Yeah, 11% increase over this past year. So and we are starting to see more. And, and like you said, a lot of those are related to opioids. My goodness. And, that, and, and Let's look at the symptoms. Uh, we, we, we've talked about what's happening within the body. If, if I was a friend and I walked in, and I'm seeing Joe Snuffy's laying there on his bed. Maybe he's got some uh, stuff next to him. What do I need to look for? What am I looking for? So for signs of the overdose to kind of recognize it, um, a lot of times you'll see like the nail beds or the lips will start to get kind of a blue tinge. Um, Patients will oftentimes be unconscious, unresponsive, you know, not able to kind of wake them up. Um, You may notice their breathing's much more shallow. Um, And then if you were to look in their eyes, a lot of times they have pinpoint pupils. So Um, really, like Really, really small, yes. Okay. Uh, What do I do in that situation? Well, the first thing you do is call 911. Um, that's always my recommendation to get, you know, medical personnel on the way, um, to get help, um, other things that can be done. So at least within my patient population that we treat anyone on prescription opioids or that has a high risk of substance abuse, we recommend having a naloxone kit. Um, and what naloxone is, is it's an opioid reversal agent, um, so basically what it'll do is it'll go into the body and it will kick the opioids off their receptors and it will bind to the receptor. Uh, it takes its place. It takes its place. The biggest thing to know about that is that it's for a very short period of time. It doesn't have a long period of action. And so that is why calling 911 and getting help being sent um, in the process of using that is so important because when it wears off, if those opioids are still floating around in the body, they're going to go back to binding the receptors, which is going to lead to the same problem. And we're back to square one. Correct. Now, uh, I know the police uh, in, in Buffalo, and uh, I, I haven't asked, but I imagine here in Sheridan, I know they carry this Narcan. Now, this drug, this is a drug, right? Correct. Okay, this, this drug has been used to bring people out of an OD. It has been proven. I mean, it. we're not going to say it shoots them right up, but it certainly makes them a lot more responsive. Is that what this is here? Is that kind of the same thing? This is just going to go in mm-hmm. short, short term, Yes. kick that opioid out of the receptor, mm-hmm. but we're still going to have a problem. We're still going to have a problem if we're not getting help in the meantime, um, because when it wears off, it's probably going to go back to the same situation that you were in prior to using it. And this is a nasal spray. Is this a, could could the regular uh, citizen purchase this? So they are available in community care pharmacies, um, and so pharmacists are able, you know, to prescribe them. Um, and so they are readily available for people to purchase. Okay, but like if I feel that one of my friends has got a problem and I just want to keep it around, I'm going to have to go talk to somebody. You're going to have to. You can't just buy this off the shelf. No, no. Okay. 
it, um, so it is a prescription. A lot of times over-the-counter medications you can buy without a prescription, but this does require a prescription, and a pharmacist um, at your local pharmacy um, can prescribe that. Okay. And, uh, you know, I just I wonder how I would get it if I was concerned for someone else. Um, you and probably can't, can you? Yeah, you can't. Anybody can go in and get a, a Narcan um, if they want to have it readily available. Really? Uh, yes. And it, I would encourage, it's really, I think, in general, we need to make sure that we're communicating that to the public, right? And yeah, because here I, I was ignorant of it. Obviously, um, the person that's ODing can't give themselves Narcan. So we need to make sure that the people around us know what those signs and symptoms of overdose are and how to use Narcan um, and have it available. So if someone did have this, how do we administer this stuff? Um, so it is a nasal spray, and you just put the, put the, the tip into the, the air there and squirt it in. And then um, just sit back and let it do its thing. Yep. And they look like one-time use of, uh, uh, disposable yes. um, nasal spray nozzles. Uh, so you just stick it in, pop. Uh, and then wait a couple minutes? Yeah, so you wait about two to four. Um, the kits come with two in there. And so if in two to four minutes there's either been no response or only kind of a partial response, then you can give the other Narcan that's in the kit in the other nostril. Um, and that, that would be how you use them. And they're pre-filled, and so, you know, you don't have to fill it or anything like that. Ladies, I'm running out of time, but uh, how how is the VA taking steps to combat overdose among veterans? I would say probably the biggest thing we're doing right now is we have a lot of campaigns related to Narcan and making sure veterans that are at risk are on opioids, previous his history of substance use, have access to these and have these kits. Um, I think Kelly had looked up and since we've started this, we've prescribed over 2,000 um, Narcan kits. And wow. so really just getting that out there and getting the awareness. And we've actually had four successful rescues in oh, that's, that, that time frame. So um, it is, you know, it is, like you said, it's life-saving um, to have that available and to make sure that um, people know how to utilize it within the family or friends. Now, now I know, I know you're my pharmacist. Uh, you're not my mental health crew, but do we have um, like substance abuse programs out there at the VA mm -hmm. that we can get involved in? Yes, we have a lot of substance abuse programs. There's medications to treat um, different um, addictions, and um, obviously counseling. So there's a lot available at the VA. Okay, so it's not just a, oh, we're going to go cold turkey on this and watch you sweat in a room for two days like basketball diaries. Correct. We're going to administer some, some drugs, make it a little bit easier. We're mm -hmm. going to get some counseling, mm -hmm. and we're going to solve this problem. Probably takes, I mean, as someone who has an addiction, I can tell you this is a lifelong battle. Yes. Uh, and, and it's just being willing to take that first step. Mm -hmm. So... And I would just say, like, every disease, so diabetes, low blood pressure, or high blood pressure, you know, high cholesterol, those are medications or, you know, they're, they're ways to treat that. And addiction is the same way. And so it is just going in and taking that first step 
and know that we are there for them and that there are medications um, that are available to treat this disease. It is a disease. Mm -hmm. And this is coming from a trained pharmacist, ladies and gentlemen. This is coming from a doctor. This is a disease. This isn't something... Uh, you know, like we've been informed to believe our our whole lives through media, through movies and TV and, and anti-drug campaigns, which I'm not against, but I'm against making the, you know, the addict look like the criminal here. I am against that. Absolutely. Because it's not something that, well, just quit. Can't you just quit? No, Mm-mm. you can't just no. quit, can you? Doctors, I greatly appreciate your time. I thank you for everything that you do for me and my fellow veterans. Thank and, you for having us. Uh, it was, it's been an absolute honor. Please feel free to come back anytime. All right, thank you. All right, when we return, we're going to continue with our Sheridan VA healthcare system. We're going to be speaking on telehealth at the VA. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Madison Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. This is Patrick Sucker with Harker Mellinger, LLC. Since 1983, Harker Mellinger has been the leading accounting firm in Sheridan. We are here to help you succeed in your business and provide services which are customized to meet your financial needs and allow you to spend more time managing your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. Harker Mellinger, 672-0785 in Sheridan. Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native and fellowship trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joins a team of highly rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at kanefuneral.com. Heads up, whether it's at work, at home, or play, take a few seconds to look up and locate any overhead power lines. When working outside, be sure to keep yourself and any tools or equipment you're using at least 10 feet away. Teach your children to fly kites or toys in areas away from overhead power lines. And do not attempt to remove anything that has become tangled with a line. Always assume an overhead power line is energized and dangerous. A safety message brought to you by Montana Dakota Utilities. In the community to serve. 
Step away from that grizzly bear and leave the bison calf alone. If you're looking for the perfect memento of your trip to Wyoming, Legacy Diamond and Gems offers safe and beautiful alternatives, including Wyoming Bucking Horse and their exclusive Bighorn Mountain Jewelry. They're crafted in gold or silver and are available with any gemstone of your choice. Hurry down and see Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Alliance and Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and for the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by registered nurse and VA telehealth lead, Janelle Porter, and public affairs specialist, Cherish Thompson. Good morning, ladies, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> now, uh, Janelle, real quick, can you share just a little bit about yourself? Uh, registered nurse, how long have you been out there at the VA? So I've been at the VA for six years, just over six years. Um, I started in the VA at the Gillette VA outpatient clinic in Gillette, um, and I've been in the telehealth role for the last three years. So half of your time at the VA has been involved with telehealth. This, I can remember when this whole telehealth thing started to kind of surface around, and, and, and there was a lot of apprehension from veterans about this thing, you know, I'm going to go in and talk to a TV. Well, yeah, kind of, but at the same time, I mean, there's a real person on the other end of that TV. I've used telehealth myself uh, on more than one occasion. Um, What is telehealth and what does it look like for people out there who are listening? They might not have any clue, you know, this is a buzzword. They're hearing it all over, but what is it? So at the most basic level, telehealth really is about connecting the patient to their healthcare team. And the key thing with telehealth is the patient and the team might be in two separate locations. So for instance, if we have a veteran here in Sheridan, they might be connecting to their provider who is in Portland, Oregon, or something like that. So it's really about using technology to connect that patient to their provider regardless of location. And these, this is used for medical and mental health, yes. isn't it? Um, uh, you know, I sat down with my counselor for about three months after she relocated someplace uh, down in Colorado. I was in Cheyenne. Uh-huh. And so they opened up this idea to me. And I, I was, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little apprehensive myself. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. But it's come a long way hasn't it over it the last couple of years um you're given a private room mm-hmm. so it's it's completely confidential right and i think i think a lot of people are apprehensive about that mm-hmm. uh tell me how you make this confidential so the system really is built the technology is built so that the the appointments are private um they're secure so people can't enter that appointment other than the people that have been invited. So the provider gets the invitation, the patient gets the invitation, the patient is able to include, say, a family member or a spouse. If, if they so choose, um, they yes, can do this. Okay. Yes, but that is totally up to the patient in that case. Um, but yeah, the, the appointment is very secure and private. It's a very important part of, of how that appointment works. And it's one of the things that we really try to enforce, especially when patients are uncomfortable or uncertain about using telehealth. We try to explain the fact that it's private. 
Now, you know, I was going to start with the, 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 the pros, but let's start with the cons. Sure. What, are, what are some of the cons of telehealth that you have heard? Um, people tend to be reluctant about the technology, the equipment. Maybe they're uncomfortable, not sure how to use it. Um, you know, they're not sure that if something goes wrong, what to do in that case to oh, resolve yeah. it. Um, for instance, if, if the appointment's going along and, and things happen with technology and they lose that connection, then they're not sure what to do. Um, so there's a lot of reluctance around those kinds of things. And and I can completely understand that. I mean, I know veterans who need help from, you know, their 10-year-old, right. you know, <laughs> handing them their phone, do this, you know, send Joe a message, you know, I don't know how to do it. But I've seen that. And, and, and if you were in the middle of a counseling session or something medically that you were having a discussion of, and all of a sudden everything just kind of crashes on you, well, I don't know what to do. I I can tell you, I'm not bad with technology. I'm not great, but I'm not bad. I wouldn't know what the heck to do. Um, so in those cases, though, I mean, all they have to do is just stand up and go get some help, Absolutely. right? Or, yes. Because there's always somebody there. Yes. And that's something that's really important to us as the telehealth staff is we try to really be available to provide that support. Um, we try to connect with patients before they use telehealth and really explain, you know, to them what they can expect. So they're prepared for that visit and they feel comfortable with, with doing that. That's, as a nurse, I mean, you understand how important that is. Right. I, I need to feel comfortable. I'm apprehensive Absolutely. about going to the VA yes. in the first place, right? Yes. I've got brothers I'm still trying to convince right. to go in there. And and just getting them across the threshold is a pain in the butt, let alone, oh, by the way, embrace this brand new technology. Exactly. You know, that, that could be another big hurdle. Exactly. So, you know, we've got the idea of locations. Mm -hmm. uh, you're here. They're there. Right. What other pros does telehealth offer us? So telehealth really allows patients to connect with their team eliminating any barriers they might have. So for instance, if a patient um, is not able to travel a long distance to see, for example, a neurologist in Salt Lake City, or maybe financially they have barriers and can't make that trip, or they don't have transportation, those types of things. So telehealth allows us to connect that patient with their provider or their team um, using that technology so they don't have to, you know, make that travel or or take that long trip. It could be two days. Exactly. You know, two yeah. days to get down. To right. Once you're in Salt Lake, then you got to go to the appointment. And, and, and then afterwards, it might be late when you get out of there. You got to eat. Mm -hmm. So now, now we got to get a hotel room because it's too late to get Grandpa back to the house. So we've taken that and we've eliminated that whole trip. Or we have the ability to eliminate that whole trip. Now, we've talked about the pros and cons. Uh, I'm running out of time. I was going to ask how it developed uh, and what the need was, but that's kind of a gimme, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> kind of. Right? You know, I will say the VA has been very forward with telehealth. Um, VA has been using telehealth much longer than the private sector has used telehealth. Um, even well before the COVID pandemic, VA was using telehealth. So it's been out there a long time. 
Um, and it just continues to expand and get used more and more all the time. And advances within that technology itself. Uh, they've come a long way. They have. Uh, yeah. And, you know, um, that's one thing that the vendors that develop telehealth equipment and telehealth programs and software and the National uh, Office of Connected Care Telehealth, that's really important to them is to stay really up to date on the technology and have the appointments be really as close to a face-to-face in-person appointment as they can, even though it's being used over technology. And you've been doing this for quite a while. So I'm going to ask you, has the drops in calls and the problems with that technology, has that gotten better over the years to the point where you can say, yes, I've sat there, I've seen it, it's gotten a heck of a lot better? Or is it like a slow progression? It really has gotten better. You know, it's gotten better more and more over time. Um, Like I said, it's very important to the developers to really kind of keep an eye all the time um, and making forward progress in that technology. So it's better and better all the time. If there's a reluctant veteran sitting out there right now, and he's hearing your voice, and he's still like, yeah, I'm on the fence. I, I still don't know about that. What would you tell him or her right now? I would ask if they have a few minutes and if they're willing to let us spend some time with them and and show them how it works. And, and just give it a shot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just take that dive. Absolutely. Now, uh, uh, what types of things can I go in and receive telehealth for? Uh, is this like a head-to-toe mental and physical health? I mean, oh, yep, you bet. Um, so we use telehealth a lot for mental health type appointments. So you mentioned, you know, maybe meeting a, a therapist or a social worker that can be done over telehealth. Um, patients can meet specialty providers using telehealth. So like neurology. Um, urology, rheumatology, any of that kind of stuff. So, yes, exactly what you said, that head-to-toe exam, um, mental health types of things. So you can sit there and you can actually talk to the doctor that is going to perform whatever surgery or maybe give you a new type of treatment, whereas Absolutely. before, that that really didn't happen on a grand scale, right. did it? Uh, that wasn't something. In, in your time in nursing, uh, would you say that uh, uh, like patients have become less apprehensive to this to this new form of of men- or health? Mm-hmm. You would you'd say yes. They're, they're I good. would. Yeah, I would say that. And and like I said, it's really important to us to connect with that patient one on one and spend some time with them and show them the equipment and how it works, so they do feel comfortable with using it. You just got to give it a shot. Yeah. You just got to give it a shot. Uh, Real quick, Cherish, uh, I always try to cover this. How does somebody register down at the VA? Um, Go to register. They can go to eligibility and enrollment. Um, We have uh, Genevieve Warnke actually right at the front desk when they go in. They can um, talk to somebody about eligibility, and there's a gentleman down there now in in Building 71 right there, so they can come out and talk to them and get them signed up. Fantastic. Cherish, thank you. Ma'am, thank you for coming in this morning. I greatly appreciate it, and thank you for everything that you do for me and my fellow veterans. Thanks so much for having me. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. Are you ready for a new career? Your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette is in search of crew members and shift managers. Owner, Larry Storo. Bob, one of the many benefits of working for McDonald's is our tuition assistance programs. You can earn a college degree through Colorado Technical University with 100% of your tuition covered. Or you can earn up to $3,000 in tuition assistance for Sheridan College or the University of Wyoming. Come in and we'll explain all the details. If you need your high school diploma, McDonald's will assist with that as well. Join the McDonald's team today. McDonald's working to brighten your future. Hey, this is Lisa Stofan. Heard the Mark Patrick weight loss hypnosis hype? Well, I attended because my father stopped smoking with hypnosis. Hypnosis eliminated my desire for soda and fast food, made me want to exercise, and I lost 60 pounds in six months. My energy level exploded. I went to another session to deal with some other problem foods, and I lost another 10 pounds. In fact, I brought my husband. He lost weight. More important, cholesterol and blood pressure improved. My friend went, and she lost 20 pounds in the first two months. So does Mark Patrick hypnosis work? Oh, yeah, it works. Nothing has changed my life more. Well, except maybe my husband. He's so proud of me. Makes me cry. Join Mark Patrick's seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only $49.99. The Weight Loss Seminar is Sunday, September 18th at the Ramada in Sheridan. It's 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Registration begins at 10.30 a.m. The Stop Smoking Seminar starts at 2 p.m. and registration at 1.30. Hi, everybody. Trevor Jackson back with you as we get ready for more Sheridan Bronx football action this week. The Bronx head out on the road for the first time after their victory last week over Cheyenne Central, getting the late field goal to win it. They'll take on the Cheyenne South Bison on the road on Friday, and we've got all the action for you live. We'll begin our broadcast with the first Federal Bank and Trust pregame show at 5.30. We kick it off at 6 o'clock. All the action live on 1410 KWYO and 106.9 FM. Charitable giving is often an important part of your future. This is Jeff Tomlinson, Financial Advisor and Branch Manager at Stiefel. I can help you develop a charitable giving strategy designed to potentially maximize your tax benefits and reduce your record-keeping burdens. Call us at 307-672-3434 to discuss how a Stiefel donor-advised fund can help create a positive impact on the causes you care most about. Stiefel Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan.